My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a dubbing our podcast with my friend, Dan White. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also each month, for the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise demise. And right now we are ready for the biggest weekend of the year. The Hall of Fame, Mania and tonight, NXT TakeOver. The, the WNR are live. live. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is the WNR 211. We are live for NXT TakeOver in New York City. It is here that dreams can become realities. Bind my tongue, bind my time, wearing a warning sign. Wait till the world is mine You should see me in a Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole The winner will walk into the history books As the new NXT champion NXT TakeOver New York But before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. And in New York, concrete jungles where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do. Now you're in New York. These streets will make you feel brand new. Big lights will inspire you. Let's hear it for New York, New York, New York. And of course, yes, if you didn't know, we are in New York City for this huge... It was a weekend, now it's a week long and we're starting live. Dan, are you excited for TakeOver here tonight? I am very excited. There's a few big matches that have the chance to be absolutely amazing and I don't think I've been let down by an NXT TakeOver event yet. No, not at all. And this is the thing, they always deliver, no matter how we build them up. Of course, we're going to have games, uh, we're going to have shout-outs later on, we're going to run through the car. But let's start, Dan, with a bit of NXT news. Yes, fans from around the world will descend upon New York and New Jersey region for a week-long lineup of festivities for WrestleMania week, and it includes the following events. We've got the New York Yankees batting practice on April the 2nd at the Yankee Stadium. WWE superstars such as Braun Strowman, Natalia, and Titus O'Neil visit Yankee Stadium to interact with players and take part in batting practice prior to their game Versus Detroit Tigers. Yeah, well, WWE superstars EC3, Lacey Evans and Ember Moon with Johnny Gargano will visit the Hackensack Children's Hospital on April 3rd. While WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Sasha Banks and Bailey and Steve Cutler with the rest of the Forgotten Sons will visit the Brooklyn Children's Hospital. Also, uh, the Special Olympics Unified Basketball Game on April the 3rd. WWE, an international partner of the Special Olympics, is hosting a unified basketball game at the Patterson Boys and Girls Club 
and superstars such as Big Show, Ricochet, Casey Cantazero and Dana Warrior will serve as honorary coaches. Uh, WrestleMania Access Thursday, April 4th through Monday, April 8th. And fans will come up to their legends and, of course, the superstars that they want to get their autographs and uh, pictures with. We've got a Susan G. Komen Zumba class that was on Thursday uh, at the Newport Centre Mall. Superstars such as Carmella, Titus O'Neil, James's favourite, oh, Mojo Rawley. And WWE Ambassador Dana Warrior will lead a Zumba class at the Newport Centre Mall in Jersey City to raise awareness and funds to support Susan G. Komen's mission of investing in a breakthrough research to prevent and cure breast cancer. Uh, Nia Jax, Braun Strowman and Dana Brooke will be at the New York Jets uniform reveal on April 4th. WWE will host a paediatric patients from Hackensack Children's Hospital at Montefiore for a kid superstar reveal at the Hard Rock Cafe, co-hosted by Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon and announcer Renee Young. And then, of course, New York Stock Exchange closing bell. That was uh, today with Charlotte Flair, Ray Mysterio and Titus O'Neil ringing the closing bell. Also today, they had the Empire State Building Lighting Ceremony and superstars Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch, Bobby Lashley will participate in the ceremonial lighting of the Empire State. Superstars for Hope on f- uh, today as well. One World Observatory, Stephanie McMahon and Ric Flair, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins and the Bella Twins will be their private superstars, Hope Reception. Um, and of course, tonight as well, like we say, it's NXT TakeOver. So this is where the action truly starts. We're going to bring you a live Hall of Fame special tomorrow night. And of course, we'll be live again for WrestleMania. So that's what we're really looking forward to. But we talk about that kind of extra content on the WWE Network and what's come. Uh, basically, WWE have announced a shed load of stuff uh, to <laughs> to go around. There's some live matches that will occur at WrestleMania Access running from Thursday, April 4th through Monday, April 8th yeah, in Brooklyn. All five, all five days of Access will feature some form of live action. We've got NXT versus NXT alumni, which is on Thursday, April 4th. We've got Cruiserweights Collide, which is today, sessions one and two. We've got uh, NXT UK tapings for Saturday, April 6th, sessions one, two and three. We've got Brands Battle, which is two 20 superstar battle royals, one for male superstars, one for female superstars. And then we've got the Women's Collide on Monday, April 8th as well. And one day after the female superstars main event, WrestleMania for the first time, they'll take centre stage at Access. And you can see NXT, NXT UK Raw and SmackDown Live will collide. So they're all going to collide this time round. And then we've got like Piper Niven versus Zelina Vega. I mean, what an awesome match that is, you know what I mean? That would be quite mad, yeah. And Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross as well. Uh, during Thursday afternoon's conference call with members of the press, Triple H spoke on if there are any plans for a follow-up to NXT TakeOver and how regularly fans can expect them. He said, yeah, there will be announcements coming up on that shortly, Triple H confirmed. I don't want to step on my own announcements. We'll be going forward on the brand and thinking in the future. We should give them more exposure during this weekend. But it's such a big weekend, these things are planned a year or so in advance of the dates that you have to work with and everything else. But being in New York, I wanted to showcase that UK brand and the Pete Dunne versus Walter match was a perfect opportunity to do that. You're right, it would have been an epic match for over there. And it doesn't mean it won't still be or whatever we do next won't be epic. 
but we'll have some announcements coming up on that soon. Well, one major difference, major, major difference, difference between NXT TakeOvers and main roster pay-per-views, especially WrestleMania, is the amount of matches on the card. Look, that's a constant battle of giving everybody everything that WrestleMania needs to be, making it important, making everybody have something to do. If you leave somebody off the card or you don't put this on there, people will say that's disrespectful or how can they not involve this on the card? But you need to have something for everybody and you need it to be a reasonable There are so many factors that go into this and we're constantly evaluating all of them. He said, I like the way TakeOver feels and sit. I like leaving fans wanting a bit more with a brand when you get to the end feeling like, man, if it was epic, but it wasn't too much. But then again, WrestleMania, it's the biggest show there is. 75,000 people in the last Stadium or so, and it's epic, and that needs to feel that way. Hopefully we can deliver, but there's a constant thing that we evaluate and look on at every level. Well, Triple H confirmed that the WWE NXT brand will be returning to San Jose, California this summer for a full-blown NXT TakeOver Live special. The show is scheduled for 8th of June at the SJSU Events Centre. And it will be its own standalone. There will be no WWE pay-per-view beforehand either. So that is going to be basically our next live show. But of course, uh, tonight in the main event, the NXT title will be on the line. And the man that had to relinquish that was a champer. There's been uh, a few updates on him. Well, wrestlers who undergo don't tend to return for lengthy pro wrestling careers. Comebacks happen, but there's no guarantee they'll be lengthy or without incident. We've seen examples from Edge to Nikki Bella, which remind us of that. So even without any other history of a major injury, major, major injury, injury, everyone knows the odds of former NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa getting another lengthy run in the ring, whether or not he's cleared for last month's spinal fusion procedure, aren't great. Factoring the 33-year-old's history, including a string of injuries which cost him a second half of 20 and they don't get any better. So while... Chompa surely meant his tweet from this morning to be self-motivating and WWE.com is calling it a special message underlining his relationship with perseverance. It's impossible to avoid the reality of the Blackheart situation. Situation. He said in May of 2017, they told me that no one has ever had three major surgeries. Major surgeries. In a 12-week span and returned at a competitive level. I returned to the most successful run of my career. This week, I should be preparing to walk into the main event of TakeOver New York on WrestleMania weekend as the NXT champion. This match meant more to me than anyone will ever understand. The opportunity was taken away from me. In March of 2019, they told me if I return, then I will be on borrowed time. And he ended it with, to be continued. Yeah, so, I mean, Chumper, it's, it's a huge miss. Dan, what are your thoughts on Chumper's injury and not, not being able to finish the story, you know? I, I think it is, it is really sad because it was such a great story. You know, the way he left it with Johnny Gagano to the way he's kind of... We've absolutely loved his puppet master routine yeah, and how yeah. he's been pulling all the strings. He was someone that I never would have ever expected to be NXT champion, but he's pulled it off. So well, it, 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 you know, it, like I said, it, the journey that Chumper and Gagano had, the, the, and what Chumper's done, because you know everybody thought Gagano kind of showed how good he was with Go, Goldie and the whole character, you know, and it is is a real shame. But an interesting fact about tonight's main event: it'll be the first time the NXT title will be on the line with a champion not defending since Dan. Can you take a guess? No, no, <laughs> Seth Rollins, who was the first champion. 
Universal champion, yeah. So, so no, NXT oh, champion, as in NXT, NXT oh, champion. Sorry, NXT champion. He, he yeah. won the, the inaugural tournament, and it's not been on the line without a champion defending since. So when you think how long NXT is going on, it's incredible. Of course, we'll run through the card in a little bit as well. But we have got uh, quite a big news and a major announcement. News. Major announcement. Nope. Uh, well, yeah, we have joined Instagram. Right, I was going to say, yes, we're maybe a little bit late to the party. Uh, but, of course, we like to bring you kind of all the latest things. And, and basically, what we're going to do is post all the artwork that we've ever done on the podcast to Instagram. We're going through it now. Uh, we posted some uh, Undertaker episode 25 the other day. And, of course, we've got a, a few. We're going to keep doing that. Are we going to be posting our mini Chris Benoit adventure pictures as well? We, we, we will be posting everything, basically everything that we do, like you say, where we talk about it uh, on the show, we'll be trying our best. And one of the things that we do, and it kind of is made for this this Instagram, is the game that we play. And of course, it is game time. We're going to play it via Instagram. And Dan, I would say it's probably one of your favourite games. Am I right or am I wrong, you know? It is probably one of the best games uh, we've ever invented. Yeah, well, it is Basler or Dunn. Because Dan, well, why do you explain the game for people who've never heard it before? Well, um, I, I personally, well, I, I think it's both of us, but we think Basler looks a bit manly or Pete Dunn looks a bit feminine. But either way, you know, in, in some some lights, they can look similar and it can be deceiving. Yeah. Who is who? Right. I think that's fair to say. So we're going to start off with the first picture that we've got. You've got your tablet in front of you so you can see. And I'm going to post it on Instagram at the same time as well. All right. So whenever you're ready, let's, I'm going to post it now on Instagram. And please, any of you listening to us now, go to Instagram. The Dobbinar podcast on Instagram. Very simple to find. You can see. Dan, what are your thoughts on the first picture? Well, uh, you know, I'm not just looking at the face. I'm looking at the chest. And with the lack of lumps... I'm going to have to say that's Shayna Baszler. <laughs> you are right. It is Shayna Baszler. So you get the, the point for that then, I suppose. So move on to the next one. What one you got? In, let's, yeah, so here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post this quickly. Please tell me, everybody who's listening as well, if it's Baszler or Dan, what are your thoughts on this picture? Um, well, it's, uh, it's, it's not a very attractive looking face. So I'm going to go again with Shayna Baszler. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is Pete Dunne. Oh, sorry, I put his face in and that's There we go. So there's the game there. We've got a lot more. Um, so we, we got, should we do a few more, Dan? Yeah, let's do a we'll few do more. do a couple more. All right, so here we go. So next one up for you, if you can please put it out in front of you. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, it looks like it's early on in his career. When he was quite a youngster, before he grew his hair long, I'm going to have to say, without a shadow of a doubt, that is Pete Dunn. <laughs> oh, well, you're so close. But unfortunately, it is Shania Basler. <laughs> Next one. What are your thoughts on that? Well, with a body like Shakira, it can only be Pete Dunn. It is Pete Dunn. You are right about that. You get this right. All right, final one then. So you're not you're two for two at the moment as we head into our fifth and final one. 
and uh, this this is going to be very very difficult for you. So what are your thoughts? Well, I know this person likes something hot and throbbing between their legs, something that only a Harley Davidson can touch. It's got to be Shania Basler because it looks like her eyes are crossed as she is sat astride that. It is Shania Basler, and that picture is originally from her celebrating with the four horsewomen in May, and she's got such a goofy look on her face, I thought she looks like she's going to ride a bicycle. Uh, sorry, not a bicycle, a motor bike, as I can get corrected now on Instagram. So we are there, like I say, we'll be posting up all the episodes and all the links, so we're live there at the moment if you want to let us know uh, what is going on. Uh, but Dan, um, we're going to start early. Do you want to start with a masturbate? Oh, I haven't had a masturbate in a little while. We haven't had one since the live weekend we were together. Oh, no. I mean, I think we should only have one, but it should be a big one. We we should do the biggest masturbate we've ever done live on the podcast. And I, I think we will. So what it is, what a masturbate is, just in case people don't know. You know when a mummy and daddy love each other? No. Uh, basically, what it is, is there's a subject, and we have... A debate on it and we have to agree on the other's person and you could be anything and we're going to do this over the weekend but we'll start with first and uh the it's going to be nxt or nxt uk now dan what i'll let you pick pick it what one would you want to fight the corner of i'm gonna go for nxt you're gonna go oh, nxt all right okay so i'll go nxt uk and we'll argue the fact now I don't mind starting if you want. Go for it. Give me everything you can debate. Maybe not going to start as strong. I might just, you know, I mean, we'll fight back and forth. But, okay, why NXT UK is better than NXT, basically, is the question that we're asking. And the reason why it's better is because after 54 episodes already, the storylines are kind of more uh, fuller than it was back on the original NXT. And plus... The kind of roster that's in place with the champions, uh, I think, is very important that NXT UK set out its stall. I would argue NXT UK has got more talent in it than an NXT has at the moment. When you look at how strong the kind of divisions are, you know, if you look at the NXT UK title, it's been defended at an NXT takeover. You know, it's been defended tonight. That shows how big it is with Walter versus Pete Dunne. We'll talk about how excited I am about that match. Just shows you how big it is. You've got the Women's Championship, Tony Storm and Ray Ripley, two women that could be in NXT if they wanted to. And then you've added, you know, you've added Kaylee Ray to it. You've added Piper Niven. You've added all these stars. The tag team division as well, Mustache Mountain and Grizzle Young Vets are absolutely brilliant. And I think it's really popping all over. And it's really an enjoyable hour. I think with NXT, it's stuff you can skip over. With NXT UK, you have to watch the full programme. And it doesn't feel like it's taking time out for your day. That's my first shot. Is that your first shot? Yeah, go on. Well, NXT, <coughs> it is the originator of it. It is, you know, NXT UK has branched off from what NXT is. And the reason why it started off so strong is because it's kind of looked towards NXT for inspiration. And, you know, a lot of the greats that have come into the main roster and have made such a huge hit have come through NXT. Yeah, don't get me wrong, there's been a few that have fallen flat. <coughs> you know, like Bobby Roode. Um, <laughs> sorry, James. And, uh, you know, and a few others. But a majority of them have become huge hits. And that is thanks to NXT and it's the way they've started 
their career in WWE. You know, they haven't been thrust into the limelight. But they would have come through anyway, no matter what development legal it was. If it was NXT, NXT UK, that's what Heyman said about ECW. Those stars would have came through because they were the talent at that time. So no matter what, if, if it was NXT or NXT UK, I think the same thing. Plus, if you look at you saying because I mean it's better. ECW were doing all sorts of extreme stuff, and they were having Sandman attack Santa Claus. But then WWF saw it and thought, right, we're going to change it, and make it into attitude. Then you had Stone Cold stuttering Santa Claus. So what originated it? Well, actually, someone else took it and then made it better. If you look at NXT UK, if you look at that takeover that they had in January, yeah, there was nothing really to fault on the entire card. And with NXT Takeover. I'm sorry, but Basler, you know, is is a, is a really sore point here tonight as well. And you think about the kind of story that's gone into it. There's more bill for the NXT UK title than there is the NXT Championship. That's just been put. It's going to be main event, but that doesn't mean anything. The guy's not been champion for 700 days. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not going against the guy that's not been beaten yet. And, and I think with NXT, I can't wait for the next Takeover UK either because I still think that's more enjoyable than NXT. And you look at NXT now. Look at the state of the tag team division. We saw the dusty, you know, the dusty classic, and what we've seen of it. You know, is that really that great? You know, is the women's division that great at the moment, Dan? Go on. Yeah, I hold my hands up and say the women's division isn't the best it could be. The tag team division, yeah, it could be a bit stronger, but the men's division, just the six guys that have literally carried the men's division throughout their past year. You've got, you know, even as much as I hate to admit it, Adam Cole. You've got Velveteen Dream, you've got Ali B, you've got Ricochet, you've got Gagano, and you've got Chompa. Just them six guys. You could put them on a pay-per-view each month. It would be great. But would you rather have Ricochet and Alistair Black or Pete Dunne and Walter? <laughs> I know that's not the debate, <laughs> that is but I'm tough, saying... That is a tough question, Look, but... This, maybe the singles division is stronger in NXT, the males division... But I think if you look at it division-wise, male or males equal. Uh, males may be a little bit more than NXT. The women's division, NXT UK, is better. And then you've got the tag team division. Okay. Eo Shirai or Candy Floss? Uh, uh, Piper Niven or Shania Basler? Oh, you know what I mean? Tony Storm <laughs> or Jasmine Duke? What are you going to do? Yeah, but you're picking <laughs> the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, but it's all okay, very Eo Shirai or Tony Storm? Oh. Cool. Well, which one did you pick for the May Young Classic? Picked, I picked Io Shirai, but she could have been in NXT UK anyway if she wanted to. Uh, I know you picked Tony Storm as well, so let's not get into that argument. But what about tag team division? I think Mustache Mountain are probably the best tag team. Were, were they our best tag team of the year last year, though? No, they were. was? Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, yeah, and where do they come from? Yes, they come from who was our wrestler of the year? Pete Dunne. So, yeah, where, did he come where from? did he originate, though? Where was he honing his craft? I know what I'm just saying. I, um, look, I don't want to concede. Because, I, if, because, NXT, okay, no, 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 hang on. Hear me out, though. Oh, go, you, oh, you, you, you first. If I say NXT UK is the best, yeah. you've got to say NXT is the best. Okay, I will, but I might win you over at this point. Right, are you ready? Imagine at the next takeover in May, if we had this discussion again, right, when conceivably you wouldn't have maybe Ricochet, you wouldn't have Alice, you might not have Johnny Gagano or, or you know, Matt Riddle, you might not have any of those guys. You probably, you're definitely not going to have 
Black and Ricochet, would you then say the roster in NXT is stronger than NXT UK when you've got Pete Dunne, Walter and Tyler Bate and people like that against? Well, you're going to be taken out because you're not going to have Chompa because, you know, he's out in death. has gone, yeah. Johnny Gagano, I don't think he can hold the brand alone. I won't be able to stand alone and say that undeserving era. Yeah. Pretty much going to be thrust to the top of the pile with Matt Riddle fighting yeah. beside them or against them or, you know, in some way, shape or form. But then, you know, there might be new people coming through. Well, Keith Lee and uh, Dominic Djokovic. I mean, I mean, those are two great guys at the moment, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but if you could send anyone from NXT to NXT UK, they chose to send Cassius Ono across. Yeah, but they still... I mean, we've not mentioned... We've not mentioned Naram Dar, we've not mentioned talent like that on the NXT UK roster. And it shows you how good NXT UK could be when a guy who's been misused or, not, or done anything with NXT can come in the NXT UK, loses to Walter, don't forget, it doesn't come in with a win, he loses to the big guy, and then starts his kind of career in NXT UK the way it does. I think it's good storytelling. All right, that's true. okay, we're not going to get past this. So let's just say at the moment NXT is... At the moment NXT NXT the best. NXT... Six months down the yeah. line, and then it's the UK. Get a couple of more additions, and then you know what I mean. When Piper Niven starts kicking off, but then we, yeah, you you might have the resurgence of Chelsea Green coming for NXT. Well, you never know, you know. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I mean, it'll be an interesting time because it's going to be a lot of changes, isn't it, in the next year or so? Yes. It's just a shame we couldn't have an end to the kind of like I said the Gagano Chomper story that we did. Uh, so we'll say. At the moment, you know, is 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 better, and of course, NXT takeovers, like I said, never disappoint. Now we're going to run through the cards, and we're going to look at episode thirty-six NXT UK and episode four nine eight and four nine nine of NXT on the twenty-seventh of March and the fourth of April. And we start with Walter versus Dunn and NXT UK. Yes, well, we will catch up with the full results for the WNR for April. Well, Johnny Saint is good Scala enter the arena, and we are set to begin the contract signing between Walter and WUK champion Pete Dunn. Scala welcomes the crowd before introducing the challenger, Walter. Out next is the champ himself, Pete Dunn. Well, as Dunn reaches the ring, champion and challenger stay eyes wide, and Dan, you can feel the kind of intensity between these two men, can't you, you know? Well, Scala is finally able to gain control and get the men to sit down. He then expresses how important this match is for European wrestling. Oh, Walter just staring at him, not saying anything. He's looking at Pete Dunne and saying, yeah, I'll just sign a contract. Pete grabs a microphone and tells Walter that he doesn't have to say anything because he wants this match just like the WWE Universe. Dunne tells Walter that at TakeOver New York, he will learn that Dunne is the bruiserweight and NXT UK belongs to him. He also claims the title is his and always will be. Walter grabs the mic. Peter! Don't look at me like that. You know exactly I could just reach over, grab you and put you through that table. But I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that to prove my point. 
Like I just said, your time is up. And in New York City, the reign of the Bruiserweight will end. Because this title is mine. Drop. I mean, I have never been this excited. Well, I haven't been this excited for a match in, in God knows how long. So before I just spout verbal diarrhea, Dan, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I think it is going to be a classic encounter between two different types of wrestlers, but I think they're both going to be able to have an amazing match together because you've got just the brute strength and power of Volta going against the bruiserweight, joint manipulation, very, very technical wrestler in Pete Dunne. A Pete Dunne who's held on to his title for 680-something days now. Yeah, 84, I think it was. Yeah, It's just an incredible run. You know, Enzo Moore is cruiserweight champion, and Pete Dunne was UK champion. I don't even fucking mention no, that. Do you know twice, what I mean? Though? That's how long ago it seems. Ancient history for Enzo, but Dunne was champion. Like... I wasn't alive. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't born for WrestleMania three. But the thing is, is that I remember watching the event, and the thing that was so exciting about that main event in itself was it was Immovable Object versus the Unstoppable Force. It was a guy in Orange the Giant who had never been knocked off his feet, you know, never been slammed, versus a guy who was champion for four years. And I never thought we would have a moment like that again. And yet here we stand. Uh, you know, just a couple hours away, and it's a man who hasn't been knocked on off his off his feet. The man who hasn't lost, right? In the man who's kind of unstoppable. We have not seen a force of nature since that. He first arrived, and we thought he looked like a you know Vladimir Kozlov, and he completely changed. I mean, your thoughts on Walt when you first saw him to now is is just completely different as well, isn't it? You know. I don't know, you know, once I heard, I just thought it was a man who had his name always in capital letters. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and his performances and what he's done, he's just incredible with his chops, destroying a body, you know, it just power bombs a simple move, but high and efficient. And you're going to put that man, a man who's kind of unstoppable force at the moment, who ran through the Coffee Brothers against Pete Dunne, a champion of, like you said, nearly 700 days. A man who's probably heard on, on every week, I'm going to take your championship. And yet no one has still. you know. And I can see Pete Dunne holding it for however long he wants. He claims that championship is his, and I believe him. There's a real kind of, I do not know what's going to happen here, but I know it's going to be incredible. You've got... Walter and Dunn with their styles is hard hitting. It could end quickly, you know. Some, I don't know. I don't, honestly don't know how. I don't know how Dunn can lose, and I don't know how Walter can lose. Not who can win is the question for me. I don't know how either man can lose. You know what I mean by that? I understand that, yeah. But you know, we have seen Dunn be pinned. We've seen Dunn lose. He lost in the UK Championship final. So, you know, we know he's beatable. Walter, we don't know. Mm. I, I I think Walter is beatable, but it's going to take something special to beat him. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take, like you said, a, Her- a Herculean effort. But what better man to try than Pete? If you were going to put a man on a mission to be like, this, you need to beat this man, Pete Dunn would probably be on top of the list, wouldn't he, of guys, because of what he can do. Like... He, 
Pete Dunn will just try and target, if he's trying to look at game plan, will just try and target Walter and just try and, t- you know, take the big man down as such. Well, what is Walter's most devastating move? His chop. His chop. And what does Pete Dunn specialise in? Yes, a, yeah. Joint manipulation. So if he buggers up his fingers, a Walter chop is going to hurt Walter just as much as he's going to be Pete Dunn. So, you know, you can see how that these two are going to clash in the ring. The, the thing, yeah, if Walter, if Walter comes on the attack early, Pete Dunn might never have felt power like Walter before. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's heard about it. You know, he's, he's seen it in person. Like, you know, tag team match a couple of weeks ago. But when you finally get into the ring and, you know, to have against that kind of beast in that way, it might be over for Pete Dunn. We just don't know. On the other hand, Walter, has he really been challenged yet? He hasn't, no. I wouldn't say he's had a true challenge. But, you know, you look at the likes of Umaga. You know, he went unbeaten for a while until he came up against John Cena, I think it was. No, yeah. Bobby Lashley? Uh, Bobby Lashley and then, yeah, Cena was the next <laughs> one. They really fucked it with, with that in the end. But it, it's kind of, I don't know if they're going to go undefeated with Walter. Does he need maybe, you know, to, to take away from him? But I just can't see Pete Dunne. Getting, I, I don't know. I just, I just can't I, see him losing. It is, is weird. It, I can't. It feels like when we watch it, it's going to be like a boxing match, and it could be could go either. Yeah. Literally, could go either way in that well, way. Well, if Pete Dunn loses, it's the end of an era. Yeah. And if Volta loses, it's the end of a streak. Uh, uh, quite a yeah. short streak, to be fair, though. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just such an impact since he's come in. You know, to Dunn, I would be if if Dunn. You know, bitter, I'll say bitter end, whatever it is. I don't see him hitting a bitter end on, on Walter. I just, I don't see... But then again, I've, I've been proved wrong in the past. I mean, the, the only thing you can say is it's going to be an incredible match. Uh, and uh, for me, probably the main event. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, out of all the other matches, this is the one that I've been desperate to see. You know, I would pay money just to see this match alone. And I know some people are not NXT UK fans. And... I don't know how how can you explain what this match is to anybody that's never seen these two guys before. It is a hard hitting man going against a technical wrestler. It is like um, I don't know Chris Benoit going against Andre the Giant. It's just yeah, I, uh, it's yeah. And who would you back in that one? It's like you said when when. Hogan face Andre. That's the only kind of comparisons or, or someone that. But Dunn has got so much, like you said, more technical nows. But it, it's just going to be one of these matches that. I, I mean, I'm going to say this now, and I might be wrong, but it's probably going to be in the top five of most people's match of the year. People have probably never seen this before. This will be NXT UK's kind of coming out by because if the crowd get behind him in New York, which I think they will, then it would be an incredible atmosphere. And to see these, I mean, it, just the intensity when you saw them going face to face as well, and what well, we can we, expect. We've seen Pete Dunn on NXT Takeover and on NXT in America. They haven't yet been exposed to Volta or Walter. Exactly. So I think that is going to be a massive experience for them, and it does have potential to be match of the night, if not match of the year. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of other things going into it as well because we've never seen these two men strike yet you know they've not laid a finger on each other it's kind of been a kind of mutual respect throughout even with Walter's debut when he first showed up said to Pete they're like this I'm gonna go he faced him straight on and said you're the man I'm gonna take out didn't attack him from behind didn't anything like this 
And I think as it went on, Dunn kind of expected that himself as well, you know. But who asked for the match at TakeOver? It was, well, it was Pete Dunn, wasn't exactly. it? So, You know, if you're going to say you're not afraid, calling out the man who wants your title is saying, look, you want it? Come and fucking take it. Well, if you knock exactly, if you knock on Batman's Batcave, you know, and you'd be like, "Hey, you're home." He's going to answer. You know, I'd be more surprised that you found Batman's Batcave. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying. I was trying to think Superman. I was like, "Well, there's no way you're going to get the Fortress of Solitude." Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you know, but it, and that's what I'm saying. It for me, it's like two. I was say it's two superheroes in the kind of way of like I don't know which way it's going to go. And the last time I wrestled the match, did that to me was God knows how long. Whereas in I didn't know what was going to happen in it. I don't know what to yeah. expect. But uh, like I said, it should be really good. Uh, so should we do a few shout-outs about this match? We've got a couple of shout-outs, shout outs, yeah. Uh, Travis Guzman, if Walter doesn't beat Dunn, who will? The man has been champion nearly two years. Uh, if if Walter can't beat him, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't see to get the job to who would be next. Who would be next, like, even if... if if it does beat Dunn, who'd be next in line for the championship against those two? Who's ready in NXT UK? <laughs> like, you wouldn't have Joe Coffey in there, would you? You wouldn't uh, really... I don't think anybody... Can't really push Tyler Bate again. Jordan Devlin, he's been on a bit of a run in NXT UK. Exactly. I you're not the biggest fan of his. He's got big head. And Travis Banks as well, you know. But the thing is, is that you have to somehow get them on that level... Because it's going to be a tough task either way. You know, like I said, if if Walter can't get the job done, then Dunn will hold the title probably for as long as he wants. Unless someone from the main roster wants to give it a shot. Because at the moment, Dunn is so comfortable where he is. And like I said, to come into his home. Yeah, he's travelling to New York, but where did he win the UK title? He won it at a takeover in America. So Dunn is comfortable. This is Walter's biggest match. You're going to come over like his biggest moment going against a man who hasn't been defeated or hasn't lost his title and been champion for 700 days. Well, he showed up at NXT Blackpool when Pete Dunn retained his title and he's had his eyes fixed on Pete Dunn. He's not let Pete Dunn out of his sight. I mean, this is a story that could go on the whole year, as in, I don't know who would be next in line for the championship. But Charlotte Tuttle said, one minute of silence for Pete Dunn's chest. Yes, and uh, rest in peace, Pete Dunn's chest. Oh, it's going to be nasty, and I mean, both of these men are going to mark each other up, without a doubt. And Jay King seems confident in the chop, and he says Walter is walking out NXT UK champ. Well, if we were doing betting odds, I would say Walter would be favourite, but in this past week or so, for for some reason, I feel Pete Dunn might be edging closer in the betting as well. I think Dunn would be. Uh, this champion, he'd probably be the underdog, but I think he's been. There's something about Dunn's attitude recently that I'm, you know, quite. I don't know, there's something about well, it. I'm a betting man, and if I was to put a tenner on Pete Dunn to win, it would return 50 quid, so it's four to one odds. Yeah. Or one to four odds. So, I mean, it'd be interesting, but we keep, you know, obviously we're really excited about that. But let's move on with the next match of the car. Well, the next match is War is the winner of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final. Yeah, so we watched the Dusty Rhodes Classic Final. Of course, you try and find out, and I'm on contendership. But first off, thoughts on War Raiders. You know, we've, we've talked about a lot of other teams. Uh, what are your thoughts on War Raiders since they joined WWE and what they've done since then? I, 
don't know. They're, they're a bit hit and miss with me. They seem really over with the fans. But I honestly, in my personal opinion, I preferred Heavy Machinery. I really? thought that was a bit more entertaining. Yeah. War Raiders, they just seem too serious. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I think my problem for me as well is, have we really seen enough of them? You know what I mean? Like, yes, they've been going around, you know, been a few teams. Apart from the Unspeaked era, I can't really think of that much of a high-profile matchup. Yeah, they look intimidating and, you know, don't get me wrong, it was a shit-up match at TakeOver. But still, going into this one, it's like... Yeah, you want to see more. I don't know if your character development is the right thing or a bit more personality. But uh, I think War Raiders are a good team, but they need good teams to go against. You know. Yeah, well, they you know they've obviously had a bit of out. They had a few outside supporters, you know, before they came to NXT, and you know I've I've not seen any of their pre WWE matches, but they they have a lot of fans. But, you know, again, I'd like to see a bit more on the way. You know, what makes them tick? I know, obviously, they're after the NXT championships. They've got them. But, you know, what's next on the agenda for War Raiders? Well, and I think this is another thing I I will say that I quite enjoy as well, in in a weird way, is the fact is, is that when it comes to independent wrestling and whatever is outside, yeah, there's a few people here and there. But when it comes to WWE some I might look at some people and be like, oh, that's a star, you know, that's going to be... Star. But when it comes to NXT with you, sometimes the people, obviously, the, the obvious ones, you know, but they've got to prove themselves to you to actually become something kind of NXT. And people say, well, what's your independence? Well, no, they've come to WWE, and the whole thing is you come to WWE to show that you can make it in the big leagues, and that means you have to start from scratch as well. So there's no point coming in, even with Ricochet, you know, oh, right, yeah, he's great, but he had to come in and then show how good he was and gain that respect as well, you know? Well, there's there's always a reason why they've been scouted by the WWE to join NXT. Mm. And, you know, it's even with Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Yeah, they might have been indie darlings or, you know, TNA darlings. But what can they do in WWE or yeah, NXT? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, NXT is the perfect place for someone to come into as opposed to going straight to the main roster, you know, like AJ Styles. It's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, like I say, some talent can go straight up, some talent need that development to kind of work on their gimmick maybe a little bit more or, you know, just to work out where the cameras are. I think War Raiders, we are going to see that, you know, hopefully a lot of development and they don't go the way of name NXT tag team who went up, whether it be Ascension or, you know, just, just anybody on Pretty that whole... 90% Literally, of yeah. NXT tag teams that have gone up to the main roster, up to and including Sam. Exactly, you know, like I say, so uh, that is the War Raiders. But the question is, who would face them, Dan? And we're going to watch right now. Well, it's going to be either Ali B and Ricochet or Black O'Shea versus the Forgotten Sons, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. And of course, it's the 2019 Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Finals. American Dream. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard with his hands. He's just a common man, working hard
So the Forgotten Sons make their entrance, and let's not forget how they got here as well by beating Only Lorcan and Danny Birch in, in what my mind is a travesty, and their Mustache Mountain. So they beat two of my favourite teams to get here. But credit to them, we're in the final. They, uh, how did the other finalists get here, Dan? Well, my man Ricochet and my man Ali B, they beat Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barfell. And they could be cast as a match pay-per-view worthy. They went against and beat Hashtag DIY, who in turn beat the Undeserving Era. The Dusty Classic as a whole has been fantastic, hasn't it? You know, you talk about the Undisputed Era versus DIY, how good a match that was. And of course, what we saw in the semi-finals as well. It, the Dusty Classic used to have been a pleasant surprise, hasn't it, you know? It has been. The only thing that left was it was pre-taped and we couldn't have a bonus point yeah. on the line for the winners, runners-up, or, you know, whoever makes it furthest, because, you know, we like to bet a bonus point or two, yeah, don't we? without a doubt. And, of course, we're going to have a few over this weekend on the line as well. But, I mean, the Forgotten Sons, yeah, they have got the numbers advantage here, of course, with uh, Jackson Riker in the corner and we get to know Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake a little bit more as well through the Dusty Classic but I mean I can't really go against Ricochet and Ali B in this Dan what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think the Forgotten Sons might grab it I mean you know I don't really rate Ricochet and or Ali B no you fucking twat of course Ricochet and Ali B if they don't win it will be a travesty yeah I know you're a huge fan of uh, Ali B and Ricochet and as a tag team, we questioned them if they could team up together, but they've done pretty well, you know, and we've got a huge weekend coming from them now, you know. They could be, walk out, potentially, as a double tag team champions. Indeed, yes, and McIntyre could walk out. Why Why you just walk out? We're talking actually. about a Dusty Classic here, man. I know, but, you know... You've, start, you've started early. It's, it's you've started game. early. <laughs> the line has been drawn... <laughs> The battle lines have come out. But, James, if you would like to <coughs> give us your rendition of Ali B's amazing theme tune. I've got to get ready. That's the black. He's brilliant. Like I say, I, you know, I know you like him and I would normally kind of cut him off, but I'm not going to. You're going to be the bigger man this weekend. But, James, <laughs> I have to say that both Ali B and Ricochet have been very busy boys. They've been appearing on NXT as part of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. They've been appearing on Raw and SmackDown as well. I think they had a f- been having loads of matches. They've been teaming up together. But is it overexposure? Are we seeing too much of a great thing? Is it like eating too much ice cream? No, because I love ice cream. And... It is getting them used, or getting the Raw and SmackDown crowds used to the talents that are Ricochet and Ali B. Yeah, I suppose that is true. But sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit too much. I've not got bored of them just yet. Or would you prefer the way that they've done it with Sanity? You don't see them for a year. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And then get destroyed by the Miz on SmackDown, I suppose. Or Wolfers of Pain. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because of the injury, though, unfortunately. Dusty Rhodes, baby. But, you know, a, a smart fan would say that the Forgotten Sons are going to win it. It's going to put, help put them instead to either challenge War Raiders or become new NXT champions. I well, mean, 
when we started the podcast, James, one of these guys was tag team champion. No, I doubt. You know, I mean, we've talked about Wesley Blake and his opportunities that he's not had in the past. But when you think about Dusty Rhodes and what they're, they're the classic means, you know, we the first winners of this were thrown together teams from Erjo and Finn Balor, much like Ricochet and Ali B. But on the other hand, when you think of Dusty Rhodes and the kind of the underdog that he was and the people never think he was a serious challenge, isn't that the Forgotten Sons right at the moment, you know? Yes, but, you know, the Forgotten Sons have been forgotten. <laughs> because, you know, whereas your man, Muddy Burphy... Is the cruiserweight, cha- your in, cruiserweight in, champion of the world, In your yes. words, killing it on Tri-Fi <laughs> He really Mike. is, yeah, he's, he's killing it. You know, we've got Wesley Blake, who's kind of still doing the same thing he's been doing for the past nearly five years. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, let's talk about shape, and you've got to feel that the person with the most upside potential is Riker. But we're getting things started here now. Bell rings. And immediately, Ricochet and Ali B clear the ring. They look up for this. I mean, they've been teaming together for a little while now, so they kind of get the way each other works. So, you know, they they could be a tag team to be reckoned with. Well, you you talk about can two great individuals become a great tag team when we are seeing that. And with the amount of matches they are uh, teaming up together throughout, you know, every single brand, they are clicking and you can see the success that they're having. In the final, an opportunity gets to all Raiders, you know, we spoke about them earlier, but it's just you know such a huge threat as well. But you would f- think maybe Black and Ricochet would be favourites based on their, their talent as well. Yeah. But not... well, we've got a former NXT champion. We've got a former mm-hmm. North American champion. We've got one half of a former tag team champion. So, you know, they, they've all had a taste of gold nearly. Yeah. We don't want to yeah, discredit your kind of forgotten sons either, you know, like... A lot of upsides that they see, but as a tag team, the tag team division isn't the strongest as it's been on NXT in a little while, so the Dusty Classic to come in, you know. Is that why they've had to team up two single stars? I think, I think that's the only way, you know. Plus, with talents like these, if they're not challenging for, for championships, what are they doing? Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a problem as well. Oh, rolling through and doing a Matrix Duck as well. They are both sublime talents. Yeah, both double nip-ups and then taking Cutler. Oh, yeah. They ducked it. He got kicked, then Cutler came in, uh, tried taking out Ricochet, who done a 619 and took him out in turn. Then he actually just so fast and furious, I can't keep up with it right now. And the crowd are hot for this. Hot for this or hot for this team? Well, I think a bit of both at this moment. They just enjoy seeing the two greats in action. And Black back to his corner now, Ricochet. Well, I was going to say his intelligence there. By Cutler, but he ran into Alistair Black. But that does that let Forgotten Sons in? The Finn right now and Ricochet fighting both men off. Successfully. He went for the handspring elbow there. And Riker. Clubbing blow to the back of Ricochet. This could be the opening that Forgotten Sons need. And behind the referee's back as well. It's good teamwork. And we've seen that, you know. And once they have the advantage, very rarely do they let it go. Dash Mountain using uh, their kind of intelligence. And get one over on Lorcan and the Birch. You know, two of our top tactics. We would love to see either of these teams in the final, but instead it's Forgotten Sons. Had we have done better, I think, you know, none of us would have chosen Forgotten Sons. They would have been rank outsiders, but here they are in the final. And now it looks like Forgotten Sons getting into this match and start wearing down Ricochet. Double team backbreaker there. Goes to the cover, but Ricochet's showing strength to kick out. Uh And then a huge Irish whip in a corner. Folds Ricochet up. And they're doing what they should do with Ricochet, keeping him grounded, not giving him any air to breathe. 
clubbing blows, quick tags in and out, cutting the ring off. Intelligent tag team, man. We, we, we talk about, you know, kind of revival, but there's a very little about this team as well, where it'd be good or bad. They're definitely different from, from other things we've seen. I think, it, you know, it shows that they're a hill tag team. You know, they do the clubbing blows. They do the rest hold stretches. You know, they're not pandering to the crowd. They're just doing what they're doing, trying to grind someone down. Whereas, you know, Ricochet and Ali B, they're doing their flips. They're doing the handspring elbows when maybe a back elbow would do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, that's not, true, I'm yeah. not trying to, you know... Anyone knows I love Ricochet. I love the way they do things as mm. well. Well, Ricochet desperate to try and get a tag, but again, cut off by Cutler. That was very intelligent as well, bouncing Ricochet off the ropes and just straight into a backbreaker, into a cover, but only getting a two count. Two. And another thing I like as well with Riker is the fact is he's there to help the tag team as opposed to being a leader or having his own goals like we've seen with like a Sanity or what. The tag team's very secondary, isn't it? With this, yeah. it's what they're about. I, I, I wouldn't know. What does Riker want? He seems, as you say, like a manager, but mm. someone very strong. You know, it's normally with tag or three man groups, it you have two or, you know, they alternate mm. between different members of the group, whereas, you know, it is Blake and Cutler and Riker is in a managerial, managerial position. Yeah, well, maybe that's just a bit of his greenness, but again, it's like. You know, when he used to do it back in the old days, like a Diesel or like a Psycho Sin, and it's like, all right, okay, we'll keep you there. But he's not, like, talkative. He's not, like, going to come out and say, I, I run the Forgotten Sons. It's Again, it's going to be about the tag team. And and then you can have maybe a face-to-face meeting, but I'll be saying down the road. And Ricochet at the moment. Desperate to get a tag to Ali B. Gets thrown into the corner, but manages to roll out with a kick and then just rolls through, drop kick. And can he get the much-needed tag? Before Cutler gets in Blake, but Blake into kind of interrupt things. He gets side steps and thrown to the outside. But Cutler managing to recover. Backdrop on Ricochet, who lands on his feet. Oh. Finally able to get a tag to Black, but Black pulled off the edge of the ring apron. And now Ricochet gets dragged back to the Forgotten Sons corner. And now Blake and Cutler are just working him over. He manages to land on his feet, though. Well, managed to avoid a double team and push Blake away. Went for the drop kick, but got caught. Oh! <laughs> that was very innovative. It was brilliant. It looked like he's going to try and use the move that doesn't work in real life to spring him onto his partner. But luckily for Ricochet... The partner ducks, and he <laughs> managed to get right across and tag in Ali B, who's come in, and he's on fire, baby. He's on fire! In a dusty roll <laughs> tag team tackle. Huge forearms are now catching Cutler's arm. And throws it into Blake's face, and he's just working them both down. Kicks a running knee up to his feet, springing off, taking down both members of Forgotten Sons. Goes for a cover. Oh, only a two count. Two, and you can see Black just brings a fire. Just so you know, good, uh, enjoyable to watch, as well as he's going to look to put away Cutler now. Well, he's looking to absolve him of his sins and deliver the Black Mass kick. Oh, he's going to go for it, but... Ah, but Blake come in, and he kind of interrupted. Helped his partner out, but Black managed to get out from the corner. Jumps over Cutler, who comes charging towards him. Double underhook, backbreaker. Cutler goes for the cover. Two. Nah, you're going to need more than that to keep (laughs) Ali B down. What a huge upset that would have been. Oh, my God. And now Cutler's got Black on his shoulders, but Ricochet pushing him off. Here comes Ricochet. Leaping over and taking out... Uh, Blake with a kind of Hurricane Rana. Black fighting off Cutler. 
But unfortunately, he's caught between Ali B and Ricochet. Oh, who nearly hits Ricochet, puts the brakes on it in time. Huge shot by Black, kicked by Ricochet. And he gets turned inside out by a huge clothesline from Blake. Turns the tensions to Black. Springboard double knee drop. Oh, my word. And Black folds him up like an accordion. We can't use JR's sayings now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed on Jericho's podcast. And I tell you what, the Forgotten Sons have definitely brought it here. And when you think about Alistair Black, former NXT champion, being in trouble and ricochet, being through the ringer. After the couple of teams that they've beaten, I think, you know, they've they probably feel that they can win this. But Ricochet gets a tag in and he's lighting up Wesley Blake. Who returns a favour of a huge uppercut. Upper what? Looking to suplex Ricochet, but Ricochet manages to get the knee up. And that's a bit of a stalemate. Both men trying to get a suplex. <laughs> Did you hear him? It's yays and nays on the suplex. I've never heard a yay on a suplex. And Ricochet powers him up and manages to deliver a suplex and the fans absolutely loved it. Well, I doubt it. He's so much more over than Matt Riddle. Yeah, we get on to that. And now it looks like Ricochet going up. Oh my word, it made me go for Phoenix Splash, but lands on his feet, avoided the impact. Wow, deposited Blake to the outside. And he's going to go up and try and take him out. No, Cutler comes in and cuts him off. Blake's recovered and just clubs Ricochet across the back. Now both men in a very precarious position. A reverse Rana attempt, but Ricochet lands on his feet. I don't know what was more impressive. Him, Blake attempting that, or Ricochet lands on his feet. And Blake's just realised he didn't catch Ricochet like he thought he did. A huge uppercut. Upper what? And a slap across the face. Ricochet picks up Blake on his shoulders. Oh, but Blake managing to fight out. Goes back towards the ropes. Ali B with a blind tag in. And a huge kick to the head. Ricochet oh. with kind of like a... Backwards GTS. And a kick by Black, but Cutler pushing Ricochet to stop the count. Well, the match continues. And now Cutler going to go through Ricochet out, but no, he reverses it. Ricochet and Cutler now fighting. Oh, Ricochet gets thrown into the stairs, still stairs upside down. And now roll up by Blake, he might have it. No, Black managing to kick out. Ah. They get the tag in now, does Cutler... Backstabber keeps Ali B there and a huge elbow off the top. Cutler with a cover. Two. Two. Oh. oh, Ricochet just getting in in time to break it up. Ricochet just getting thrown to the outside. Blake with a tag in. He loads up Black. Oh, a buckle bomb, but instead of to the turnbuckle, it's to the knees of Cutler. Yeah, not finished yet. Got him in a first DDT, but Black fighting him off. Gets the knee up to the jaw, then a kick to the head. Cutler eats the knee after saving Blake. Obviously, Blake loads up Ali B. He's going to look to put away Alistair. Oh, my God. That's like a powerbomb into a code breaker. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh, wow. Ali B had his foot on the bottom rope. Jackson Riker there pushing it off, but getting caught by the referee. And he is out of here. (laughs) Oh, no. The advantage for the Forgotten Sons is done. Riker sent out. Blake can't believe it either. That was their ace in the hole. And now he's going to try to power Bamaza Black again. Black lands on his feet. Tries to go behind. Gets caught with a blind tag in. That black mass kick. And now Ricochet's 
going out to take out Cutler as well. Oh my god. Six fifty splash on Blake. One, two, three. And brilliantly done there. Like I say, Alistair Black playing the defence at the end and Ricochet getting a victory. What are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. You know, I think if uh, Riker was going to get caught, he should have done earlier because it like, didn't make much of a difference. You know, it's he, he got involved once yeah, with a yeah, yeah. blow to the back, but that was about it. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to say, like, Forgotten Son... Uh, the Forgotten Sons would have had that victory maybe then, but again, it didn't feel like a vital moment, did no, it? Like, you know. No. But I still think it's great, and like Ricochet and Black, like I said, really bought it tonight, you know. like They gave everything they had, and, and it just feels like the crowd definitely behind him, even though it doesn't matter kind of what team they face. You know, this is the people, that this is the guys they want to see at the moment. But then we are talking about NXT fans. Yeah, about that. So, you know, and... I've said it before and I'll say it again, NXT fans are more lively than mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown fans. But I've got to say this, credit to the Forgotten Sons in that match as well, you know? Oh, yeah, they pulled out some brilliant moves out of the bag and this match, you see why they've got as far as they did in the Dusty Rose Classic as well. Yeah, about that, and I think Wesley Blake, you know, selling this match is really good and the attempt to reverse Hurricane Ronald as well was quite impressive. So I think all in all... Forgotten Sons uh, definitely deserve a chance in the future. Well, you know that look on my face, James. You know what I'm going to say about that, don't you? Yeah. At least one member of their tag team can sell. Well, the other member of the tag team is at WrestleMania, and unfortunately, uh, Forgotten Sons will not be at TakeOver, but it means that Ricochet and Alistair Black have won the 2019 Dusty Rose Tag Classic. It's very impressive, as we see now the uh, coronation, I suppose, of the champions. Who gets take the trophy then so i don't know for a week each or maybe monthly? black black has it during the week and then ricochet takes it weekends i don't know like but they also had an opportunity for the tag team championships at takeover the war raiders coming out here with a title belts over their shoulders they've been sitting waiting for the winners of this well there you go and they go face to face with black and ricochet so we know now that the winners of the dusty classic Alistair Black and Ricochet will face the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team titles. And are you excited for that match, Dan? I think it could be interesting, as we've previously mentioned. Not too sure on what War Raiders can bring to the table, but we know exactly what Ali B and Ricochet can do. So I think Ali B and Ricochet are probably bring out the best in War Raiders than any other team possibly could. Yeah. Well, we saw a great match with Raw Raiders and um, Undisputed Era, didn't we? So we know uh, that they can do well. And I think, like I said, with that talent, if it is, you know, Ricochet and Black's last match, as a lot of people are saying, then they are going to give everything they've got, haven't they, you know? So I, th- I think that would be quite exciting. So we know what Ali B and Ricochet have been up to. What about the War Raiders? Well, the War Raiders defeated some guys via pinfall. Row forearms, jobber one in the face and tosses jobber number two in the ri- in the ring. Hansen is in for some more tandem offense, and that's it. Well, Row gets on the mic and says, "General Manager William Regal gave them an opportunity to make a statement to Dusty Classic winners Ricochet and Black ahead of New York Takeover." Hansen says, "They don't have to listen; they can just watch, and they call for another team." And War Raiders defeat Adrian Giroud and Cesar Benoni via pinfall. Well, the jobbers are thrown to the floor. 
Then a handsome lariat to Benoni kicks off another squash. The highlight was Roe powerbombing both Brazilians at once. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some offence that the War Raiders do that really, really good. But like you say, I, I think they just haven't had enough time at the moment. I think the match, again, it's got potential to every match on the card, and that's what I like about it, potential to steal the show. And I think with Black and Ricochet involved, definitely a chance. I've heard rumours that they're just an up-to-date version of LOD. And what's wrong with that, eh? Lots of people loved the LOD, didn't they? So we, we shall see. We'll see if... Uh, they can... What can they do to win your round, then? I don't know, just have another good match and prove themselves where if they do retain the titles, prove themselves worthy of being NXT tag team champions. As we've mentioned, you know, the tag team division isn't the strongest it has been in a while. But let you know, let's hope that the War Raiders can prove that they are worthy of that title and hopefully we see some more challenges coming through. This is the thing. Did the Dusty Classic help bring new teams into it? Possibly not, you know. Yes, they put Black and Ricochet together, but... Well, they've kind of boosted the credibility of the Forgotten Sons. I think they've gone up, in my estimation. Um, You know, again, I'm a bit gutted that it's not one and two. Yeah, I know, it. yeah, and Birch. You know, and Mustache Mountain as well. Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. I think this match, you know, like I said, have a lot of potential on it. Um, and we talk about shout outs for the match as well and people's comments basically yes well Khalil Williams says don't worry guys they won't win your tag titles instead they will win the Smackdown tag team titles oh so a little warning for War Raiders there do you think it's a foregone conclusion here tonight then that Black and Ricochet lo- uh, are losing well, I, I don't know have, have we seen NXT champions going up to the main roster winning SmackDown champion. I know like we saw something similar with Kevin Owens when he was NXT champion going against yeah. John Cena and I think Paige. Paige was the women's champion she went up as well you're right and, and but I think it would be incredible if do you imagine that moment if they won here tonight the tag titles and then tomorrow uh, Sunday so I keep forgetting we're on a Friday night because of the Hall of Fame on Sunday night if they win SmackDown you've got that shot of them holding both tag titles but even then, they might not even come out with the NXT titles. The they, they might leave with absolutely nothing. Yes, uh, and this is the thing. It's all up to chance. You know, there's five championships on the line here tonight. And it means that uh, someone, you know, people will be going home empty-handed. Uh, Abby Singh says, one black mass kick and it's all over. Now, Dan, how strong is a black mass kick? Well, James, it is one octave lighter than a Volta chop. Oh, wow, that's impressive. Because I know you usually do the RKO scale of, of finishes and, and stuff like that. But oh, nothing compared to an RKO. I know nothing compared to an RKO, but like, how strong is it? Like a Volta chop. It is just below a Volta chop. So it goes RKO, Volta chop, black mass kick. Black mass kick. So about... That's, that's quite impressive. So you, if you get hit by that, chances are you're not getting up but we have seen people kick out uh, of it before like, so we don't know well as I say we'll see uh, Chelsea your boy Savage says oh yeah they beat both teams of jobbers <laughs> we all know the result yes well they say we all know the result and yes they did beat a team of jobbers so that therein lies the problem that you have to kind of build on the tag 
team division, you know. Like I said, I'm still looking forward to the match. I don't care, you know, Alistair Black and Ricochet, that level of talent involved, I think is going to be absolutely brilliant. And unfortunately, we have to move on and talk about the next match as well, which is for the North American Championship, of course. It's Velveteen Dream going against the challenger in this one, and he was in action on NXT. Yes, uh, Matt Riddle was facing off against Kona Reeves. And circling, Reeves pops off a slap to the face, and Riddle rushes him into a corner. A double leg was blocked. More slaps from Kona Reeves. Side headlock, punch to the forehead, whipped in eyes, so he slugs Matt with a knee to the midsection. A wrist lock, dragging him, but your bro kicks him away. Sunset flip, rolls through, kicks his leg out from underneath him. The kick misses. Moonsault lands on his feet, but the senton connects. Well, Velveteen Dream is wheeled out onto the stage on a couch, and Reeves uh, hits Riddle from behind. He struggles, and Riddle struggles to get to his feet, but Connor hits a back suplex, and then he puts him away. So Connor Reeves nearly beat back Riddle there, I just want to say. Dream bathed in purple light. Hey, so am I right now. Uh, as Reeves goes to town, overhead elbow into an anaconda vice. And Riddle out low, thinking European clutch, no good. Laying palm strikes in, and boot to the chest, and a Pele kick. Well, a float over, ripcord knee connects, and your bro is a red-faced god of war. Arm trap elbows, hammering and down. And Matt Riddle wins by submission with the bro <laughs> mission. <laughs> I hate it. I hate the bro mission. Well, as soon as he's announces the winner, Velveteen cuts the announcement off and says Rizzle's earned a title shot for the NXT North American Championship at TakeOver New York. The King of Bros marches up to Dream's couch and takes his chalice, drinking whatever liquid is in it. Unfortunately for Matt Riddle, he gets on the mic and tells him they see him in New York. Bro! Bro! So, James, what are you expecting from this match? Oddly enough, I'm expecting a great match because we saw it during the five-way uh, when Matt Riddle and Dream had the occasion. This is kind of when it originally stems for Regal saw it and said, well, let's have a North American title on the line. I think that it will be another great match. I think Riddle's getting an MMA fight. We know he's kind of style, but we know he's quite good. And Dream always tells a great story. And if you can't tell us, if Matt Riddle can't tell a story with him, there's no point because that's what Dream does. It, he is. You talk about you know old-fashioned wrestlers, kid. You talk about the Dream, and everywhere he goes, that's how he's built his career in NXT of kind of the, the feuds and where it goes here. What interesting point about North American Championship? Has it been an, a good thing to NXT? Uh, I think it has. You know, it kind of gave. Adam Cole a bit of credibility. It's given Ricochet a bit of credibility. And, you know, Velveteen Dream, he's always come close to winning the big one, but never quite reached that plateau. So, you know, maybe this was kind of like a possible step up for him, or is this match actually going to be considered as Velveteen Dream's swan song? Because we've, we've said about Ali B and Ricochet potentially moving up to the main roster. But Velveteen Dream, surely... Don't call me Shirley. ...should be in that cut as well. Yeah, and this is the thing that we've, we've seen with Dream. That he's been ready for ages now. And yet... They're... And now they give him North America Championship. I think it's interesting. I don't think there's been a successful, t- uh, a successful title defence. Or if there has, 
it, it, it has not lasted long your title reigns when you consider what Ricochet was uh, Adam Cole was the first one to win it wasn't he and then it went to Ricochet to Gagano to Dream so I think for title change when you look at the NXT championship and you think maybe that changes what once or twice a year it's a chance for a title to change hands but again what does it mean but what has every former champion achieved since then that is true. That is true. When you think two of those men are fighting for the NXT Championship here tonight, and of course Ricochet with the tag titles on the line, so I guess it is. I guess it's something to do, you know. And it's a championship belt. But I think tonight, again, if you talk about better not, I think Riddle might be slight favourite. But the Dream has shocked us before, and I think that's with a Velveteen Dream. You're never sure again what you're going to see. But one thing we know for sure about Velveteen Dream: if he loses. It doesn't affect his credibility. Yeah, right, it right, doesn't right. affect what he can do. He is still looked as as a superstar despite losing, which, you know, nine times out of ten, he does uh, take over events yeah. in title matches. Yeah, uh, and, and this is what we've seen. This is why, you know, with a dream, you think to yourself, yeah, there's a guy who maybe won't make it at the top level, even though there's a gimmick there. There's just some reason that they kind of treat him Maybe a little bit different. Matt Riddle, on the other hand, I think when you look at, like we talked about Keith Lee earlier, or people that have come into NXT, he's one of these guys that have been treated really well. And I think with Riddle, yeah, it took a long time for him to kind of make his debut. But now he's got his kind of feet under the table. I mean, WWE treating him as a star, you know? His bare feet. Well, that's the right. Table. Another thing I don't like, but, they had, you know, they had done the network thing about him as well, which we reviewed, you know, rival. Uh, and I think with Riddle being involved here, you know, he's kept looking strong. What are your thoughts on Matt Riddle? And don't just like him because I dis- I, I don't like him. Um, <sighs> I, d- I, d- I don't know. I made my opinions quite clear when he first came into it. I thought he was a complete stoner, jock-looking douchebag with no shoes on and... But I don't know, it's, if you take away his personality, I think, you know, he's not ba- he's not a bad worker in the ring. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He has, you know, a certain style that he sticks to, and it, he's slowly growing on me. I, I just hate the way he talks and the way he acts. I think that's true and I think that kind of gimmick is not going to work for him and we've seen it not really work for people in WWE before as well you know so I think that might have to change a little bit uh, more serious riddle might work but I think if he wants to keep that cocky attitude a hill run for him would do it and it give him a chance to kind of boo him are we really going to get behind him in, in that way I think tonight the crowd will be more dream than they will be riddle I think when you look at people like Ricochet and that I think the crowd have really got behind him. Have the crowd really accepted Matt Riddle? Is he kind of, you know, you talk about Gagano's and your Finn Balor's. Is he really loved on that level? Well, he's got the bro, bro, bro. But what else has he actually got going for him? He just put bro in front of everything. That's his problem. Like, well, why don't you bro me, James? <laughs> bro off, I tell you. Uh, but this is the thing with Matt Riddle is, is another guy that I, I think the NXT will definitely get behind. It's all about, you know, feuding with the Undisputed Era later on in the year. It's definitely going to happen. 
but so we've got to get enjoy it whilst we can, and we'll just be the start of it, you know. Well, we're going to kind of have to put up with him when he is thrust into the main event picture, because whether we like it or not, he is going to be the future of mm. NXT. Without doubt. Without well, doubt, you know, and, and that's saying that's not going to happen to the dream. You know, Riddle's got the kind of the MMA background that they love, uh, the kind of story as well with the family. They're definitely going to try and push him uh, as far as they can, you know. Um, but again, it, it's one of these things where if he puts a, a foot out of line and, you know, we talk about shout outs for people like this and uh, Shaquille passes, Matt Riddle's always high. I mean, just imagine if you got done with a wellness policy and, and lost the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, you know, it's... What happens with the wellness policy? I mean, does does it just test for performance-enhancing drugs or is it... Does it pick up everything? I think it picks up, most, yeah, everything. I think it, that's the kind of check now to make sure they're not taking any kind of drugs whatsoever. They should be super clean. There might be some kind of prescription or if you're, you know, coming back from surgery or, I don't know, medical. But I would assume if you, like, your, your, your standard drugs, marijuana, cocaine, stuff like that, would be checked as well. Because people have been in trouble for the past. Randy Orton, for example, has been in trouble for marijuana in the past, you know. And I know that's Randy Orton, but Riddle's not on that level, you know. And if obviously not, I know. But if something was to happen, then would he be welcomed back so much and that okay, that's the reason why he left UFC you know that's the whole point of it it's the fact he can he thought he would try and you know make a stand against Dana White and he's going to try against Vince McMahon or how's Rob Van Dam exactly yeah but yeah, yeah and everybody like that you know, their, their views on it Vince McMahon hates smoking in the first place anyway so the, the whole point if Riddle's trying to get that across you know I, I don't think is, is sustainable especially in the kind of market where WWE are, you know what I mean, when they're doing, you know, all the stuff for kids and with Riddle and Roll. But anyway, I think, you know, what's the next shout out? Now? Well, Trevor Matisse says Dream deserves a longer reign and he thinks Riddle will lose and maybe win it at another takeover. Well, possibly, you know, there is another takeover, like say, coming up in a couple of months' time. So maybe the plan is something bigger for happen. If it was, if I'm my way of thinking, is that if they're going to wait, it's going to have a takeover in the next couple of months, is maybe the women's title, you know, also I have a singles match because it's been a fatal four-way now. Um, of course, we should say at this moment in time, WWE Network have got the NXT uh, takeover kickoff show. Very sad, sad Sam Rose, Russo and Pat McAfee. But I think more importantly, we've just seen two men arrive. Here tonight, Dan. Yes, we've seen uh, Pete Dunn wearing a very fetching camouflage-coloured <laughs> scarf. And uh, we've seen Walter arriving, and both men look like they mean business tonight. Yeah, without shadow of doubt. But let's go back to the North American Championship, because like you said, uh, Dream deserves a long run. I think, you know, it would be cool. But again, I like the difference between the title reigns of changing up, because you need something different every now and again. You know, you can't just have a champion who holds it for that amount of time um move on to the next one tim blanker to the king of bros versus the prince of purple say bro bro, bro. I mean, I bro. um oh, don't get me wrong i'm always a fan of uh purple-headed warriors you know I, I think they're brilliant and you know the king of bros a nickname really is gonna work 
fucking enough of um, <laughs> the North American Championship. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think it would be a good match? What do you think of the styles? Um, I don't know. I hope it's a competitive match. But I don't know. I think it would have the potential to make Matt Riddle look strong. Yeah, I, I and, think right, yeah. You know, if anyone can make him look strong, it will be Velveteen Dream. I think that's true. I think this should be a great story told um, here tonight. Uh, so we move on to the Women's Championship. And, of course, we all know about that on the line. It's going to be Shania Basler defending against Io Shirai, Kari Sane, and, of course, Bianca Belair. Uh, but over on NXT, we had some uh, developing news there. Yes, uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne versus Katie Cantazaro and Lacey Lane. Yeah, and Lane and Elia, or Numph as I like to a handful of hair and a slap, tagging ball in, double one-handed bulldog into cover, and no good. But Numph cuts Lane off with a kick and throws her back inside Lane, right hands into the corner. Tag made, wrenching Lacey's neck over the ropes. For Bourne hangs off in a modified trio and kicks her back repeatedly. Headbutt connects, tag to Numph, and they work her over. Uh, come out with a seat sent on as Shania Basler comes out and her horse ladies come down. So when I'm getting really into a match with Numpf in it, who's one of my favourites, Basler is coming out here, you know. And uh, referee Jessica Carr, again, respectful official, tries to restore order as Numpf and Bourne leave and Basler kicks Lane out of the ring. So the end of that is, well, I believe Casey Cantazero and Lacey Lane win by disqualification, presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a Carafuga clutch on Cantazaro, but she slips away. Double drop kick on Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. But when she comes back to Basler, she gets taken down into the Carafuga clutch for good. Shayna stands tall, holding her NXT Women's Championship up. The Queen of Spades goes to the comments desk and says this is going to keep happening for standing on the desk to raise the title Hi, you see, why do you have to get involved in, in matches? Why don't you leave it alone? So let's see what happens in our next match. It's Bianca Belair versus Kari Sane. That ends in a no contest due to interference by women's champion Shania Basler. Fuck's sake. Well, she was ruining a great match between two future champions and Basler attacks from behind. Oh, and Basler has to ruin yet. Another match. Not just Basler, James. <laughs> She's not come alone. We've got Jessamine Duke oh. and Marina Shafir oh, to join us. God almighty. I mean, Basler put herself in this problem. And then what do you think she's going to accomplish? Oh. Yes. Io Shirai comes down to the save to save her, though. Come on, now. Taking out all three women. And now Belair recovering, going after Basler. Kari Sane's got hold of Jessamine Duke at the moment. Yeah, who's... Uh... The Fred Oh, oh my God! Wait a minute. The rest of the women's locker room <laughs> is coming out. Well, they're trying to break up this fight. You can see Mia Yim, and you know it means something if all the locker room comes out. It's not just trainers, EMTs, referees. It is the fucking locker room. Wow! Uh, absolute chaos at the moment, and all thanks to Shania Basler. Or was it Pete Dunne? <laughs> we don't know shouldn't he be preparing for his match against Walter and look at there trying to get Basler outside the ring and Belair now got hold of Lacey Lane and she's got the gorilla press oh 
throws her down on all those people, but Io Shirai catches her with a huge <laughs> uppercut. Upper what? But on she top of her chin. She's not finished. Io, Io. And Io going up. Oh! oh. <laughs> Takes down everyone at ringside. Like Skittles, they fell. And Io Shirai stands tall and alone. My God. And what an altercation. Oh. Now, who's coming around them stairs? Well, Kari Sane's in the background. Kari Sane knows what the treasure feels like. Io Shirai doesn't. No, but she's got hold of the championship belt now and going in the ring. And will this be a sign of things to come at TakeOver? Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion. My God, that was incredible, Dan. What are your thoughts on the women's? It does make it seem a bit more important when the whole locker room comes out. (laughs) My main point and what I'd like to see is what's going to happen between the Air Pirates, i.e. Io Shirai and Kari Sane. I'd like to see what happens between them. Are they going to, is it going to be like one of them against Basler, one of them against Belair, and then, you know, are they going to have a big coming together? I mean, it's exciting about that as well, isn't it? You know, and I think it does bring that when you see Basler. I don't know why she keeps creating trouble for herself as well. You know, but hopefully she'll get a comeuppance come takeover because she's going to have to face Kari Sane, Bianca Belair, and of course Io Shirai. So, James, who would you like to win this <laughs> fatal four way yeah. match? <laughs> I tell you, anybody but fucking Shania Baszler. Don't get me wrong, I was a huge fan of Baszler going back last year, when she, or a couple of years ago, even when she kind of this one woman wrecking crew and I like that you know and she showed a little bit of weakness you know when losing to Kyrie Sane in the May Young Classic final but she responded from that and ever since Jasmine Duke and uh, Marie Shavir come along it kind of dragged her down which I really not liked about her and it's just, she's just boring me now with what she's doing you know I think I think that's my problem with her so can you not help but think <coughs> with the fatal four way rules going on outside interference it won't be liked but it could happen yeah but I was thinking the other day right when's the last time a title changed hands in the fatal four way or something like this like, I can't remember the last time it changed triple I'm sorry but they're different but for, like, in multi-man matches the champions usually retain anyway, do you know what I mean? So I think with Basler here, especially with a takeover being in a couple of months' time, that sets up someone perfectly to kind of dethrone her properly as they should, you know. And I think Basler needs to be kind of stopped. And I think Sane and Shai are, are two perfect examples of doing that. Blair, don't get me wrong, has impressed me in recent weeks. And we've seen, you know, kind of strength and what she can do. And the, the story told in the last takeover match with her not getting pinned or tapping out. But... Do you know what I mean? It's it's still, I think, the Shariah saying, who would you like to see as women's champion? Um, personally, I'd like to see Kari Sane again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's so. she's a very good athlete. Her character is absolutely brilliant, and I'd I'd I'd, I'd kind of like Shania Baszler out of the picture for a little while. But mm. well, the thing is about Baszler, as a hill character. You know, to change it to kind of, I can fight anybody to, I need this group of people to changing it every now and again. Oh, I can beat these with these people here. But if you look at the story of this match, she created the problems herself. There was going to be a number one contendership match. 
and to find out who would face her. She got involved in that, and Regal turned into a Fatal 4. So she made this trouble for us. So, and is that an intelligent thing? Do you know what I mean? An intelligent thing to do? And I think that's my problem, not just with the style of wrestling that she does, but the kind of character, the way it's coming across, is trying to be like three or four different things, which doesn't really make any sense. She's yet to find her feet, yet she's been around for... Over a year now. Yeah, without a doubt, you know. And I think with Shai, there's definitely something special there. And I think with Sane as well, she's kind of got, uh, you know, something definitely likeable about her, you know. Well, anyway, we've got a few shout-outs regarding the Women's Championship. Austin Kowalski says, Kari is too precious. It saddens me that one day she will be demoted <laughs> to the main roster. Oh, well, what do you think he means by that? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, if if you want to get promoted to the main roster, or demoted, as you put it, um, you have to be something special and stand out if you want to be taken, taken you know, and, you know, with the likes of Nikki Cross going up, what's she going to be in the women's battle yeah, world, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just it's just a waste when it comes to you know like it's a Nikki Cross and it's usually the women that don't have that much success in NXT that have more success in the main roster. We've seen it with you know Little Miss Bliss and and, and Carmella and others like this as well. As opposed to the champion, the only kind of exception to the rule probably be the original four horsewomen, you know, and, and yeah. maybe a couple of others. But look at Oscar's treatment. Well, she's gonna be in the same battle royal, you know, so it's gonna be a shame. Uh, Harry Hopkins says Belair is the best pure athlete in WWE. Now, Belair is very impressive and she wins a lot of records at Performance Center. But for me, a pure athlete, I, I don't know. I mean, who would you say the best pure I mean, I know J.I. would say Billy Gunn back in the day, but we can't mention either of them now. Uh, but, you know, it's... Well, I think, you know, with pure athleticism, she is going to be up there. You know, like her or not, I know, I think it's mainly her hair that annoys us about her. Mm-hmm. But she has got something about her. No, without a doubt. Yeah. And I, I, I really don't know what it is, but she she is full of athleticism. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and we've seen what she can do, you know, with uh, very impressive, you know, Greta Press slams and the kind of monkey flips and stuff like that as well. Uh, she's been brilliant. Yes, and... Uh athletic ability as we used to say as we used to say back in the day yeah I remember that all the time you know Uh, Claudia Araya says Aya hasn't done enough to earn a title opportunity James you're a huge huge fan of Io Shirai what do you think of that you know I I think there's for people that say she hasn't done enough when you consider she got to the final of the Mae Young Classic and Baszler did as well then there you go you know opportunity deserved she earned her she, she i think if she hasn't won you know the opportunity to win it i think she she could beat enough and i think if she was one-on-one she's pinned baser in tag team action and i think one-on-one she's definitely got baser's number as well you know I, and, and i think that it's unfair to say she hasn't done enough to an opportunity when you consider maybe bianca belair only beat a couple of people to to get an opportunity as well and you wanted something different at the start of the year. You know, is this kind of what you wanted with different women's division and stuff like this as well? Uh, I think I'd like to see a little bit more depth to the women's division. There are, you know, a few good talents coming up, coming through. Um, you know, Casey Cancera, I think she was absolutely brilliant in the Women's Royal Rumble. 
Yeah. And, you know, she made history and you could see how much it meant to her as well. And now she gets destroyed by Shania Basler in yes. uh, Women's Division, which is great to see. Well, James, this is the uh, the shout-out that I think we've both been dreading. When are you guys going to realise how good Basler is? And that is from Robert Frank. And now, I was always told you can never trust a man with two first oh, names. That, do you know, I, yeah, that's a, that's a fact. You know that. Uh, but, I mean, I'll be frank, you know. Uh, Baszler is not a bad worker, but she's got a lot of bad habits. And I don't like the character. So that's my opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know, as as has been mentioned before, from the start, Baszler was good. She, you know, she seemed like a force to be reckoned with. She seemed like someone that could be good. But... Putting her in a stable with uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, it's kind of made her look weaker. And, you know, it's it's not really mm. credible having her looking weak. Exactly. So, you know, it's the thing. And, and maybe one day we'll look back and go, no, wait a minute, she's fantastic. But at the moment, she, uh, I think, you know, putting a great performance here tonight and, you know, we might change our tune in a few years' time. All right, so we move on to the main event. Of course, you know, it, it's changed over time for what it was. Uh, Triple H came out and basically made uh, the NXT title match at TakeOver. It was two out of three falls. Johnny Gagano and then Adam Cole won a, a fatal five as it was to get the opportunity. So the NXT title is on the line. Well, Adam Cole makes his entrance and gets in the ring with the NXT Championship belt on a pedestal, admiring it before getting on the mic. He says last week he outlasted four of NXT's best when he pinned Ricochet for the right to go challenge for the vacant title against Johnny Gagano. He could give a million reasons why he's going to win the title, but first and foremost, he wants Johnny to come to this ring and face him like a man to find out exactly what he's in for for New York. Well, Gagano obliges coming to the ring and sitting on the top turnbuckle while the crowd exchanges dueling chants for both guys. This goes on for a long beat before Cole pipes up and says... He doesn't need the crowd support, to which Johnny says he loves the Johnny wrestling chance and asks Adam to list those million reasons for him, telling the crowd to get their cameras and start taking footage because Cole is at a loss for words for the first time ever. Does Cole realise that he's in for the fight of his life at TakeOver now that Johnny's path to the title goes through him? At the Barclays Centre, he's going to show him why they call him Johnny TakeOver, baby. Cole asks if they're supposed to intimidate him, pointing out that Gagano's record means it would be more appropriate to call him Johnny Participation. Well, and the fact is, Johnny Participation can't beat Adam in three falls. He can't even beat him in one fall. One fall. <laughs> and Cole recites his accolades as proof of this. He's earned all of his success and proved that he won the contenders match. And what has Johnny Takeover done to earn this title match? Gagano questions this notion that he hasn't earned anything, but didn't debut into a top spot. Well, no. he, sorry, his story started in June 2015 as his tryout when he was told no, he wasn't good enough to be here. Undersized, doesn't have it. He heard it all for 15 years, but he didn't take no for an answer and fought for one chance. And that chance came in the first ever Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, where he was thrown to a makeshift tag team with a guy he barely knew, Tommaso Chummer. Well, two unsigned indie guys told to go and prove themselves, and they fought for their freaking lives. After that was said and done, they left. No contract and no promise for the future. 
But the thing is, it was invited back again and again and again. And why? Because every single time he showed up, he poured his heart out in the ring. He fought so hard that they chanted Johnny Wrestling. Well, he realised for himself. He fights for everybody out there who's been told they weren't good enough. And he earned every spot. And the tag titles earned his career back. And he earned the NXT North American Championship. He's earned everything he has because this place in his life. He wasn't handed a top spot and a group of conies to fight his battles for him. And he wouldn't change a thing about these past four years because it's made him appreciate where he's going. And he'll fight to fulfil his destiny and Johnny Wrestling will finally become NXT champion. Well, Adam goes to leave and turns around in the aisle getting back on the mic. He says, Johnny's story is so inspirational, like a lifetime movie before his eyes. But here's the deal. Scratch, fight and claw all you want. But when they leave New York, Adam Cole will be NXT champion. And here's why. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong roll up on the stage. And Cole says Triple H was wrong when he said their match would be the end. <laughs> it will be undisputed. Undisputed era pose on the stage. In an interviewer caught up to Candice LeRae to ask her about her husband's big match on Friday or tonight. She says she's excited for him. But she has her own dream to be WWE champ. She's going to be watching the Fatal 4-Way. Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne roll up to tell Candice she's a loser like her husband. Lorraine says she'll start earning a woman's title shot by knocking on Nymph, knocking Nymph on her boogie ass. Aaliyah storms off to throw a hissy fit. And Bourne says she won't take that from Candice. Probably one of the pre-takeover matches that we'll get to see. Yeah, so I mean this is what they kind of show with the story involved there. Uh, so there's not been a lot of build for the NXT title match, you know, Adam Cole and Gagano. But what are your what thoughts about it, Dan? What, what do you think is going to happen? Well, you know, both of these guys are solid workers. Johnny Gagano has featured in Match of the Year candidates. He's got a bloody award named after him, you know, the Johnny Gagano yeah, Award for taking most punishment in a match. <laughs> punishment we know he can dish it out as well. And now he hasn't got Tommaso Ciampa as a thorn in his side for a little while. You know, it's not a good thing not having Ciampa around, but it might be a good thing for Johnny Gagano yeah. not having him around. You know, the s strings have been cut. He's no longer anyone's puppet. He's free to go out and do whatever he wants. He's not being manipulated no more. And, you know, maybe Johnny Freedom will win the title. You know, and it's an interesting story. We, I think we've got to see the kind of coronation of Johnny Gagano at TakeOver to be champion. And then he would become the first man, I think, in NXT history to be uh, Grand Slam or Triple Crown champion, you know, uh, winning all, all three titles. But Adam Cole needs a big win, you know. And I, yeah, I know but, you don't like Adam Cole. But Go on. wouldn't the first man to win the NXT title out of these two? Grand Slam champion because hasn't Adam Cole held the uh, NXT tag titles in some right as part of the Undeserving Era stable? I'm sure he had a match. He might have done free, but free bird rule or something like this. Maybe so. But as Adam Cole's probably least favourite fan, he's got to get a victory soon on the big stage, hasn't he? You know, if he wants to, you know, back it up. He does, you know, and uh, I think it was towards the end of last year, maybe it had been earlier this year been a while but he did say that all of undeserving era are going to hold gold at the same time this year yeah so i mean 
Undisputed Era are in the tag team scene at the moment. You're not seeing strong with a North American Championship. So, uh, is it going to be Cole's time now or later on in the year? It's, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? You know, I, I think Gagano needs his moment here tonight. I think. What do you think of the match? Out of all the, you know, the, the five matches we talk about, what, do you think it has a chance to steal the show? I don't think it's going to steal the show, but I think, if anything, it will come a very close second to Walter and Pete Dunne. Yeah, yeah. I don't think no one's realising how good that match will be, you know, like, we talk about it. Uh, but for the NXT title match, you know, there's, like I said, not a lot of story going into it, but two out of three falls, you kind of got a feeling they're going to go on a little while. Do you know what I mean, you know? It, Possibly will do, yes, but, you know, the way I'd do it is beat him up with a chair, sacrifice the first four and then get a two easy falls or use my cronies. Will he have the rest of the era by his side? They're not doing anything else on the card tonight. That's true. That's true. They might cost Gagan in the end. Like I said, he's all out of friends. You know, it could be interesting to see. I just want to say for a second that you uh, talk about, you know, we do our kickoff and we go into detail about kind of everything. On the WWE Network, they've been doing a million dollar challenge about the 2K19 thing for about 10 minutes. And I've got a feeling it's going to continue anyway. So, I mean, you're better off listening to us than you are watching this. We'll let you know if anything interesting happens. Uh, anyway, we're nearly finished now. and We're going to wrap up soon for TakeOver. But, I mean, we, we talk about the card. Uh, so, if you look at Final Thoughts of TakeOver, what match are you looking for to the most? Oh, obviously, the Pete Dunne versus Volta. Yeah, I mean... It's interesting. And that goes yeah. that goes to back up your uh, NXT UK's better than NXT <laughs> mass debate that we had earlier. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know, argue, you know, but I I got to say that is, uh, but the interesting thing is about Walter is that we've had people with music throughout the time, you know, and, and talking about people, but it, it's really interesting with him. Is is it's kind of magic that the, his theme will appear when I just say one phrase, and it's weird. Because if I say to you right now, say Pete Dunne is going to face for the NXT UK Championship in New York, he's going to go against this man. And if that doesn't get you ready for Pete Dunne versus Walter, then nothing will. Uh, and, and what a night it will be. TakeOver always delivers. So in some shape or form, one match will surprise us. Uh, and, and we'll be thinking about what another great TakeOver it's been. You know, what, are you, what are you hoping for tonight? What do you want to see? I hope that the matches that we're down on deliver. Like the women's match, you know, we're obviously with the Shayna Baszler involvement. We're not going to be too keen on that. The War Raiders, is it going to be a good one? Is it not? Matt Riddle's match, you know, will that be any good? I hope, you know, they're all good in their own capacities. Yeah, I think this is the thing, you know, we want to see people shine here tonight. And I think at takeovers, they get given the chance, you know, you've got five matches and it's not going to be, it's not going to be over three hours. You know, I expect the main event to go longer than the rest. 
Of course, that's two out of three. But I might be wrong. They might do two quick falls in that way. Uh, but that is it for now. But this is just kind of the start of the huge weekend we've got ahead of us, you know? Yes, well, tomorrow night, for the first time ever, we're going to do the WNR's WWE Hall of Fame special. And we we'll from 10 o'clock. Yeah, and we can't wait. We've got all the Hall of Famers lined up. With uh, their greatest matches and a bit of inside information about that as well. And then Sunday at 10 p.m., we are live for the WrestleMania 35 kickoff. And it should be great. I mean, are you looking forward to WrestleMania this year? I am. You know, it's with WrestleManias, it seems like they drag on and <laughs> yeah, on yeah, and yeah, on. Yeah. But. You know, they they do have their good moments. They obviously have their bad moments as well. But I think, we, you know, we obviously try and compare all WrestleManias to WrestleMania 17, or in my case, WrestleMania 9. Yeah, and they will yeah, never yeah. be as great as that. No, but we, we, we hope, and like we say, the Hall of Fame as well, we, we hope it truly delivers and doesn't go for eight and a half hours like it did last year as well. But, you know, that is us basically done here. So don't forget we're live for the next two nights and, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at G underscore Rollins. Of course, on Instagram now, the WNR podcast there, we'll be posting all sorts of pictures and links on. And we're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Yeah, you can email the WNR podcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube as well, WWE Network Review podcast. Subscribe to our channel and podcast go up on YouTube. We do other places like Spreaker Radio, where we're live right now, and SoundCloud. On your phone. I realise I went up at the wrong moment. I'm just so excited to be on Spreaker, but we're also SoundCloud and iTunes. We can download, subscribe. Rate and review there. But that is it. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we are ready for takeover now. We've had all the build, and now we're just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>